So by the time we got back to Scott and Marissa's, like I was blacked out pretty much. And I, I, I mean, I have this vague, I have two vague memories. I remember making, trying to make a burrito for Courtney, but thinking this was my, my, my best concoction yet, that if you put the sour cream on the outside of the burrito, that's going to make it really just pop, you know, and just, (laughs) (laughs) and so they're watching, everybody's watching me do this, you know? And like, and so, you know, it's, it's a blur, but like, you know, so, so, so that clear dead giveaway. And then I don't know if this would happen before or after. Um, but I, I, um, Scott's daughter um, was like two and uh, she was like, I had put her on my shoulders and I remember like tripping and, and, and we fell and like, you know, you know, we've never, I've never talked about this with Scott, but like, I, I think I caught her, but even if I did that alone, if I'm Marissa, I mean, I'm not welcome back in their home. Like, you know, like I, I like if, if like that, you know, so, so there, there, that, that's something that I still, um, I don't know that, that memory is a tough one for me because it's just, it seems like that is out of all the dumb stuff that I've done, like that one is sort of probably one of the worst. I'm Ben Grenell, and this is Character. Episode 39, Death of Me, with Skylar Gronels. Okay, so we we've gone through this like big journey. Yeah. There's like there's there's stuff about Kevin, your best friend, that we haven't touched on. There's all these things, but like one thing that I keep thinking on, I think I think this only has come up twice. Okay, I think the first time we recorded, you you talked about when you were younger, the ten year old kid, right? Yeah. Let's go way back. Yeah. So the ten year old kid. And you're talking about growing up with your brothers, right? Yeah. But then we haven't talked much about that at all. And you keep talking about one brother only. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) So you know so so my my oldest brother um I I think I so basically so not basically but um 
So hold on yeah, before yeah, yeah. we dig in. So you've got three. There's three siblings. There's mom and mom, dad, three siblings total, all brothers. Well, so there's three of us. There's me and my two older brothers. Yeah, and so ages are. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm I'm 35. Shane's 37. Scott's I think 40 now. Okay. Um. So Scott is Scott is Scott and I are basically the same age. Yeah. Shane is a little bit older, and then you're the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Um. And you know, uh, we were we were we were close. I mean, he uh. You know, so I think that there's been distance in our friendship and relationship for a while. And, and that, that rift started back when, um, I mean, this was two years or so after I got married to Courtney. Um, and, you know, she was getting her master's and I was getting my master's in doing heroin like and um and you and who who did the rift start with so 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 um let's see so after courtney got her masters we uh we were in student housing and um we got this job oh, uh she got a job working for some psychiatrists and i got a job. Um, basically I, I had to like, we were the apartment managers, um, doing like the, the leasing, um, in an apartment, um, in downtown Seattle. Um, and I, I ended up, um, using the, uh, the business account that we had for like, you know, for emergencies with the apartment, um, I ended up buying a Dyson va vacuum. <laughs> and then I think I pawned that for drugs. Um, and couldn't account for it and didn't just have the wherewithal. I, I, don't, I don't even really remember the exact circumstances, but we lost our apartment and, um, Scott and his wife, Marissa decided to, uh, like they invited us to come stay with them until we could figure it out. Um, and I was, I was in full addiction shooting up heroin in their, you know, in their bathroom. And, um, and Scott, Scott knew about this. Well, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I don't think we've ever talked about the actual use but um i think it was obvious and i i so and i was saying that i was working at an architecture firm and i would leave every morning um and go to like a library or a coffee shop and just watch netflix and 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 then go and and spend what little money we had on drugs and, um, I was not myself and like, you know, I think it was really difficult. Um, and I think, I, I think they, um, 
had a lot of sympathy for Courtney and were really there to help her along in that, in that, you know, in that time. And, um, and I don't think our relationship has been the same ever since. And, and that, that maybe goes without saying, and that's understandable and it, it sucks. I mean, it really sucks. And, and really up until recently, I, I have, um, you know, I, I, again, like I was just using a sick person's thinking about it, just not, I just either avoiding it or throwing myself a pity party. Um, but just not being honest with myself about like my, my, my love for, for my brother and, and, um, my deep longing to connect with him. And, um, you know, so, recently when we have connected, it's been great. I mean, really we have, we're sort of stupidly similar in a lot of ways. And it's, you know, it's been a decade over, over a decade since we've really had a relationship. Um, and you know, just, just so happens tomorrow night, uh, we're doing a, me and my two brothers are going to, you know, do like a zoom or FaceTime, uh, hang out, um, which will be great. I'm really looking forward to it. We did that, um, like a month ago and it was, it was awesome. I mean, I think we all three like loved it. And, um, so yeah, I mean, they, both those people are in, you know, I love deeply and, um, and, and, and enjoy them. I, I really like them and respect them and, um, you know, really want a relationship with them and, and their families, you know, like, um, you know, because there's, a, there, there's a lot of things that, that, that happen when you're in active addiction, not to excuse those things that happen, but, um, you know, that, that, that can justifiably lead there's, you know, that, that not can, that, that understandably, um, and justifiably led their, their spouses to hold me at arm's length and, and, and have a level of distrust and, 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 you know, that I was a threat that, that they should be, that they, that, that if I come around or if, you know, if, Yeah that they should just hold me at arm's length. And, 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 um, that's a, that's the right reaction. <laughs> that's the right response, you know? Um, and they, they wouldn't be, I, you know, they wouldn't be loving to my, my brothers if they didn't respond that way, both of them. And, um, and so that's, you know, that, that's been another just, uh, but I think I think with Scott and his wife, I think the fact that we stayed there and were really intimately they they saw my worst self um, intimately and, and and regularly for a few months. Um, like f- physically, was it was it? I mean, I'd imagine if you're if you're using heroin, like you you have to be wearing long sleeve oh, shirts yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. That- Right. 
Yeah. And, and if that's not a normal thing for you, then. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's part of me that's like, no, I was, I was like winning at hiding that. But, um, I know, but that's, you know, that's the lens that I was needing to, 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 to have during that time to protect my, 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 my actions, you know, to continue in those things. So, but I mean, I think even just being an empathetic person, being somebody that can feel the person that they're next to or that they're with, or even more so if they're a family member, like you're going to know, I think, I mean, you just, you're, there's something that, that some deep understanding that my brother or, or sibling or mom or, or son, something is happening and they're being dishonest and they're struggling and um, you're just going to pick up on that, I think. Yeah, because there's no way that cognitively you you are as as lucid or as articulate as you normally yeah. are. You might think you probably right, think right. like not you, just a person probably thinks they're more articulate. Oh, for sure. And right, you've got. I mean, this this more. what I'm saying right here is gold. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, somebody's like, yeah, you're incoherent. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And and there's probably all these little cues like you wear T-shirts every day and then all of a sudden slowly you start wearing long sleeve shirts and it's hot out yeah. and people are like, what are you doing? And, and I think it's also just like it's it's really I mean, I know for me, like even if it's a stranger. I know I, I and this comes from experience. But like, I know the eyes, I can see it in the eyes. If somebody's doing drugs, like I, I can pretty much tell, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say 100%, but it's obvious to me. And I, that could be a total stranger. So if it's, if it's a brother, uh, you know, um, Oh, cause the, you're saying the, the glossy eyes, yeah. the kind of day, the days look like you're just yeah. like, you look lost, even if you're looking yes. at somebody right in the eye. Yep. 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 It's like nobody's home. Yeah. 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 And so then are Shane and Scott both in Kent? No. So Scott's in Seattle, Shane at, and at that time, I think, um, back when like, so Scott's lived in Seattle the whole time, like, you know, he went to school, um, in Seattle and met his wife in Seattle. And, and so they, that's their home. Um, uh, Shane, is now in Spokane, um, you know, uh, teaching philosophy at Gonzaga and, uh, uh, you know, his wife's a teacher and, um, they have a son and, and, um, Scott has two kids that are 14 and 16 now turning, turning that this month. Like, it's just wild. Like, like the, you know, they were both babies when, when we were staying with them, you know, um, and again, and that's another reason for Scott and Marissa to have a protective instinct kick in, I think, you know, or if, if, yeah, because I, you know, I, yeah, there's just, there's moments where, you know, um, like, I mean, I'll just say like, like, 
this time my my grandpa our you know we had a, a he he passed away my dad's dad and um on the way back from the funeral um i had um i ended up taking some lunestas as during the day um and got just out of my mind um and we, i don't even know what those are they're like ambien or they're they're nighttime sleeping pills you know they're like benzodiazepines but really strong ones that are meant to go to sleep with um, like Tiger Woods uh, apparently like his, he did some really weirdo stuff when he was, I think on Lunesta or Ambien. Um, but anyways, um, it's a really potent, you, you black out kind of. Um, and I had taken them on, on the drive from, Eastern Washington over to Western Washington. We were, I think we were together. We were going to go to Scott and Marissa's, all of us, Shane and, and Stephanie and um, the siblings and, and, and wives and, and stuff and just hang out just with us because we've been around the extended family. Um, and so by the time we got back to Scott and Marissa's, like I was blacked out pretty much. And I, I mean, I have this vague, I have two vague memories. I remember making, trying to make a burrito for Courtney, but thinking this was my, my, my best concoction yet that if you put the sour cream on the outside of the burrito, that's going to make it really just pop, you know, and just, (laughs) (laughs) and so they're watching, everybody's watching me do this, you know? And like, and so, you know, it's, it's a blur, but like, and, and, you know, so, so, so that, clear dead giveaway. And then I don't know if this would happen before or after. Um, but I, I, um, Scott's daughter, um, was like two and, uh, she was like, I had put her on my shoulders and I remember like tripping and, and, and we fell and like, and, you know, you know, I, we've never, I've never talked about this with Scott, but like, I, I think I caught her, but even if I did that alone, if I'm Marissa, I mean, I'm not welcome back in their home. Like, you know, like I, I like if, if like that, you know, so, so there, there, that, that's something that I still um, I don't know that, that memory is a tough one for me because it's just, it seems like that is out of all the dumb stuff that I've done. Like that one is sort of probably one of the worst and, um, one that I, I, you know, struggle with, but yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's that relationship. And so like in this whole thing, like you're, it, I mean, it sounds like your your parents have been supportive of this journey the whole time. Yeah. And you're, you're like unrelentlessly unrelentless. supportive. Unrelentless. I don't, I, I, yeah, it's, I, you know, it's, it's, um, 
I am, I am some, like, I know in, once I get some distance with, uh, with a, a, a new, new perspective, I mean, oh no, not even once I, the thing about sort of coming out of depression and, 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 and just self hatred, um, is you're able to see things the way they actually are. And, and that, that, what you just said, like that sort of instantly came back, like became available to think about and see and appreciate. And I, it, 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 it fills me with a sense of like, I, I, it's hard to really explain. I mean, it just makes me love them and want to be the, like their best friends and, and do whatever I can for them. Um, and I, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do that every single day. Um, you know, especially strangely during the, the sort of like lockdown, um, like that happened as I'm coming on to, to, you know, as I'm stepping into the other side of, uh, um, or out of that box of hell. Like, I'm just like this, that happened right around that same time. And, um, it's been so nice to like reconnect with them in, in a, in a, in a unique way. And, um, and at the same time, like <laughs> they got to see what it's like to be me a little bit of like, just a little bit aimless. Like it, it they, they, they understood <laughs> a little bit, you know, like it, anyways, it, I think it was a really healing time and one that I will always forever cherish. And, um, I think it really m marked the beginning of, of a new journey for us and, and healing that, that we're continuing to, you know, um, actively put in place or, or, or try to create moments for healing, um, you know, as often as possible. And, and it's been really rich and, and so important and, and, and yeah, just, just, it's, it's been great. Is is faith still a big part of your life too? Mm. Um. Well, again, <laughs> if you had asked me that a few months ago, I would have been like, "No, I mean, faith is it's a night. It's it's cool if you have that, but for me, like, more or less, God can." kiss my ass. I mean, really like that's kind of the attitude I had. Um, and what's your dad say? Is he... <laughs> I mean, the dude is, I don't understand it. Like, you know, he never, he wouldn't ruffle his feathers. I mean, he, you know, he would respond with love. Like <laughs> it doesn't, it's stupid. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but, but now, I mean, and really this comes down to like, I, I was, I was only getting more and more jaded and resentful with this 
thing that supposedly didn't exist. Um, and so how can you be resentful? It's something that doesn't exist. But, um, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, so, so when I went to Whitworth, when I like in, it started stepping into adulthood, like I, theology became something that was like really a big part of my framework and, um, my interest in, in studying theology. And, and I became a really kind of earnest and, and, and passionate, um, Christian with what would turn out to be theology that, um, was, was not thought through or, or, or actively, no, um, I, I, you know, that, that, that the, the theological framework that I think I had constructed once I was into addiction and, um, it was no longer really working, it really began to tear me apart. Um, and, and, and sort of just, it became a cold, cruel theology and, 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 and experience that I, I relationship that I would have to God and that needed to be sort of scrapped. And, and, and I think that did actually happen. Like, I mean, I think, and I'm really happy that, that, um, that, that did. Um, and so, but that was years in the, in a year, you know, um, like I try the scrapping and the sort of like, okay, this is ridiculous, um, happened actually in prison. Like, I, I mean, I, I was involved in the church up there, like the, you know, church inmate, uh, you know, they, there was a chapel and, and people would come in from the streets and lead church services and stuff. And I would lead worship and, um, try to, try to get involved. And then that's when I really had some time with a clear mind to consider my, 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 just how sort of shattered and fragmented my, my, my theological understanding was. And, and so, so I, I responded like, okay, I'm walking away from this whole thing. Um, and, and then for a brief moment, when I moved up to Bellingham, because everyone up there was Christians, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to give you another chance. Um, and then when I moved back, uh, down with my parents, that, that sealed the deal to me, God was dead, you know? Um, and was it, no, no, he wasn't dead. He, he, God was a, was a, was a, a brat and, and was a, was a, I had reduced to being a, a real ass, like a real jerk and, and mean, you know, person. And so it was made it really easy to just walk away from those kinds of ideas and that, that whole, um, you know, way of life. And, and, um, and so just again, like, like sort of this, this, this re, uh, not even re, um, just like, this, I was going to say rebirth, but that just, that just doesn't sound right. Um, that sounds like a theological I know, term. <laughs> I know. 
I think it's it's cu- coming back online is the is sort of the it's been the the best way for me to think about it. Like, um, and and really, um, and that starts with with my therapist, um, meeting him and and uh, just having a new mind, really, like having this just different heart almost. I mean, just like, like, uh, feeling like I was not even feeling just being very aware of the fact that I was existing in shadows and, and in, 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 in emptiness. And now I feel like there's color and there's, there's hope and there's, there's a horizon to my what was previously just a black void there's now context there's there's direction there's a horizon that um that i can make sense that i can sort of make sense of the world through or or um and and so included in that is this um awareness even and this comes really this started through doing music like being aware that something was happening differently what what when i would just pick up the guitar and 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 um that i felt like i was interacting with something bigger than me and uh and the fact that my i i could go from 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 emptiness to vibrant possibility or, or you know um i mean cuz i'm not i can't say that i'm like that i'm i've arrived but you know um yeah so so that that's that started me Wanting to, I, I guess, just a new curiosity for for um, spiritual things. Sorry, that's such a long answer. No, man, no. There are all these things that there, there's like a million and one questions we can always dig into. But thinking about your story, right? So when we started this whole, this is the first thing I. Like after we would talk, I would write some things down of like, not like to check boxes of like, okay, got to ask him this, got to ask him yeah. that. But just things that like, I'll, I'm, I, I'm telling you the same way that I've never forgotten Clay Christensen talk about Wiggle Room. I'll never forget about you talking about intent in talking and recording. Wow. I wonder, yeah, that's so interesting. But I wrote down these two things the very first time we talked, and you were like, I don't know if this is on tape that we put out or not. Yeah. Because um, there's like some stuff that we didn't put out, just it didn't have to do with the story. It was just general chatting. But you you said something like, um, th- thanks for like giving me what did you say you said thanks for giving me the 
opportunity to tell my story or something like that. This you kept talking about this opportunity, and all I could think about was that, I, like, I'm not giving you permission to tell your story. You're giving yourself permission to share it. Wow. Right. And then like, we've talked a lot about, we've talked a lot about different things. Um, We've woven in and out of like adversity of prison and drugs and how that happened. But there's all these other parts to your life of music and art and things like, it's just been this, this journey that we've, we've kind of gone through together. Yeah. Right. But if you think about it, prison and drugs and all these things, like whatever, assume you live for, for however long, hundred years, let's just say. Sure. Right. And so if you got, you're, you're like super focused on this because it's an important thing to be focused on and it's pretty pertinent. It's pretty like relevant to something that's happened in recent years. Like it's not yeah. 25 years ago, right? Right. Still recent enough. But have you ever thought about this? Like if you got 95% out of 100 on a test, would that be pretty good? Yeah, that'd be great. Would you give two shits about <laughs> the five percent that you didn't get right? Probably not, unless like those are the ones that I studied for or something. But no, I don't think I would. I mean, that's ninety-five percent. Yeah, I, I I could care less. And with those five percent, you might try to figure out how to like get a right answer, or just like, ah, oh, yeah, well, I got those ones wrong. I'll be sure not to like do that one again. Yeah, but really so then, I'd just be like, great, moving on. <laughs> so then my question is, if you got 95% on a test, right? Yeah. The prison and the drugs and all that, that's like the 5% of the test. Hmm. Why are you caring about the 5%? Because like 95% of it you got right so far. Wow. You got 95% on a test, but you're dwelling on the 5% that you didn't get right. And and who cares about that 5%? It's an important thing because it's an important part of yeah. life, right? And it's it's like a very deep experience. We can't like dismiss it altogether. Experiences shape people. There's no denying that. But still, just chunk it out into the like years, assume just 5%. Is it, it, would you like, would you really care about that 5% on the test or would you be like, man, right? There's a lot I've gotten right and there's a lot more I can get right. I know. That's really interesting. That, I'm going to have to think about that. I, I, so, um, I guess because there's so much more involved in what makes up a person that, that those things would amount to 95% or those, you know, prison drugs, you know, that it's not so much that it equals 5% in terms of the amount of years that I've been alive. 
No, no, no. Exactly. It's it's a very like loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Analogy. I mean, it's it's so it's more like, or or, or how I'm hearing it is, it's. It's very possible that 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 um the the person that I am that um that those things of course are 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 part of me, but um there's a lot more to who i am there's 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 um Maybe even to like, like, like I, I, that I need to spend time and, and an intention on considering the, the rest of who I am and, and, and really appreciating that. And, and, um, the, the person that I am right now, the person that I was before, the person I was even during and, um, the person I'll be, you know, moving forward, like, that that person could use a little love <laughs> that that those that those ideas that 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 those um attributes um aren't as shaped or 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 understood as through you know as much as i understand those things um, being like in context of the fact that I've gone to prison and, 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 um, you know, all, all the, the crap, I don't know. I, I feel like the last two sentences weren't what I necessarily was meaning to say, but, um, it, is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a part of you and it's a it's in the grand scheme of things everything is a part of us everything we experience every bike ride we go on everything like it yeah. just adds up right yeah. and like you might not remember them all right and you might remember some more than others for whatever reasons right yeah. because um if you take the same route to work in a car every day you're not going to remember every right, drive right, right even though it's an experience right right but if you took like a very distinct side road and you saw something you'd never seen before a, a bear walks out of the woods or something and it's a residential area you're probably going to remember that sure right and so the same thing goes it's like these experiences shape us but it's like it's a part of you, but it's also a small part of you. You got like there's a lot more parts to you of who you are in this moment and who you are tomorrow and who you are the next day and just you moving forward, right? Like you you can't you can't repaint history, mm. but you can pave a path for the future, right? And write that down, and, <laughs> man, right? and. And to to get hung up on 5% on a test, like not necessarily in years, just 
chunking it out as far as like, it's just a small part of a test, man. Yeah. Like you got a hell of a lot right. And you'll, you can get tests wrong every day moving forward. You might get a test wrong, but you're going to get a lot more right than wrong with some effort. Right. I, I, I think the, 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 the most resistance that I'm feeling about that comes when I think about sort of the, um, or just when, when I think about the people that I've hurt, it, hmm. it seems like if, it seems like that, even if it's 5%, it makes the whole test, the rest of it does not count, not really matter. Like, it makes it hard to, um, and, and you know, it's so funny. Gosh, this is so interesting to me right now. <laughs> and it might not be to anybody else. But, um, so I'm working, um, through like the, I'm, I'm working on the idea of, of sort of, um, you know, making amends and, um, this is exactly why that's an important, <laughs> um, because I think, and I, I, this is a thought that I almost can't even afford myself yet, but I think, making amends provides or, or, or not even, I mean, that is the way of putting of, of, of I, I guess just, um, not making it mean, or yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I think it, I think, making amends with those that I've hurt creates a way of of sort of um making a, a you know um I, I'm I'm just I'm visualizing in my head like a painting that has just turned to shit and just looks awful and it just is 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 gross and it's not pleasant to look at and then with another person coming and 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 sort of together making it this otherwise ugly piece of art into something just exuberant and 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 beautiful and Yeah, I think that that's the next stage. That's the next step for me. Um, but yeah, it's a really poignant question, I guess. Just, I mean, this is like what, you know, yesterday I was I was talking to with my therapist. Um, but that that I've been resisting. I mean, that I've been scared to do. That I've, I haven't understood the importance until right now. You know, or what, what it could actually do. Like people, people are forgiving 
you got to remember that, that, that if you, if you can make yourself vulnerable and people understand, people understand that you understand Hmm. what happened, not just saying, I'm sorry, or here's an apology, right? That's That's I think what people want is they want vulnerability, but they want to understand that you understand, not you, Skylar, just a person, right? Anytime we apologize for something or we feel, we feel upset, right? We feel, we feel like we've done something that has hurt somebody. Um, that other person just wants to know that you understand what hurt them and that. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's so yeah. good. And that that's all they really want to know. They don't want they They actually don't. I don't think people want the apology. I think that, really that's, that is what the apology is supposed to be. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah. People don't want the apology because the apology is just a delivery of words. Yep. Well, right. Well said. I, I, I apologize. That's a delivery of words. Like it really is. But to say, and it makes it, it, it's a, it's an opportunity to, for the person that did the hurting for them to say these words. And then they get to, they get to leave this conversation and think that they, you know, let themselves off the hook when really the person that doesn't do anything for the person that did that was harmed. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And and if it's delivered right, I understand that I hurt you and I understand that this is what I did. This is what I this is my interpretation of what I did to hurt you. Right? <sighs> this is how I think I hurt yeah. you. This is my interpretation of it. I want you to know that this is how I think I hurt you is, is this like, is this how I hurt you? Cause if it is, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like I, like that's when you can get to that level of understanding and delivering that you understand. Yeah. Have you ever thought about the concept or heard of the concept where it's like when, and it's like a little bit different, but, but like stretching it a bit, when two people can go through adversity together, they come out stronger on the other yes, side. Yes. No, this is like Kevin, you know, Kevin talks about this. Uh, he, he uses the words, rup, it's rupturing. If, if, a, when a really, oh, I remember you said yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. But, but of course it becomes, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it, I, I believe in that. It's just really, it seems presumptive or, or no, um, pres- um, I don't know what the right word is. It seems, well, I see, see, I don't know. I mean, I don't, okay, so I was, I was going to say something where basically it seems like it's assuming a lot from the other person that they aren't as hurt as they actually are. And then the reason why I stopped is because maybe, maybe the, a nice thing to do for somebody that you've hurt 
is to show them that you, that, I don't know, like, like that. Be, how do you like, it seems like a better way to do it is, or not a better way, but instead of thinking it through the negative of, uh, I can't really frame what I'm trying to say, but like saying, I believe that you are a good person and that, yeah, see, I mean, again, I'm hung up on the idea that it's, I, I, that the person that did the harming doesn't have the privilege of saying these words, but I know for me, it means a lot when somebody trusts me that I will actually respond lovingly. And so they're vulnerable with me or they're, they're honest. And when they, when they've screwed up or, or hurt me, like I want to be the person that gets to respond lovingly. But often on the other side, I feel like the nicest thing I could do to that person that I've harmed is to believe that there's no possible way that they could forgive me. Because because it it was so hurtful that it's deserving of eternal unforgive unforgiveness. But the opposite of that is eternal love (laughs) yeah yeah I know and that's just a better way to move through the world anyway and that concludes season 3 of character Uh, thanks so much everyone for listening checking out Skylar's story here he is with the original song Death of Me Working hard to numb the pain She turned my heart and turned insane Life is so unordinary I dream of when the days are I can't believe The pain I cause my friends and friends Till you die And now that 
Even if it's the death of me 